Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And today we're diving into the background of the inaugural Keith Kilbrew Memorial Rodeo. It's presented by Kilbrew Ag Foundation. It's benefiting scholarships for aspiring young farmers. It's happening July 28th through the 29th at the Mississippi Coliseum in Jackson. And joining us is Alyssa Kilbrew and Shay Whitfield to tell us a little bit more. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. And so move over, Dixie National, because we got a new rodeo in town. And I say move over as in just scoot over and make a little room because there's plenty of weekends. There's a plenty of roping and rodeo and to go around. And this is just an added. So, Alyssa, I'm going to start with you because this is kind of um, y'all's uh, brainchild with the Ag Foundation. How did all of this come about? So, Rebecca, I got a call from my dear friend, someone who had actually introduced me to my husband. His name is Matt Ginn. He is a Mississippian. And he said, let's do something really special to honor Keith. Keith was my husband of 20 years, and he was the love of my life. And I uh, wanted to do something to celebrate him and also something to memorialize who he was as a person. Keith was not a man who was born with a silver spoon. He worked hard day and night to create everything that we have as a family. And so we are honoring him with a memorial rodeo it's at the coliseum and it is a international rodeo which is very different from anything that we've ever had in mississippi we're going to have bull riding and bull fighting and bull poker we've also got our mississippi on chapel heart coming to sing and we've got drake milligan that adorable elvis impersonator he's going to come and sing on saturday so we are just tickled to death to get to be a part of something so wonderful my family is all tickled and excited and getting decorations ready and getting their clothes ready and we're just we're really really excited about this awesome epic event i was on the website for your kilbrew ag foundation and i love where you said keith lived like a lived life like he was preparing for a bull ride and i thought well that's a great i don't know keith but that is a great sort of representation of that there's a lot of ways to memorialize someone but a rodeo is a 
sort of event to sort of take take on. So how when you had the idea, like kind of what happened next? How do you put a how do you put a rodeo together? Well, I have an amazing community of people that are standing behind us. Andy Gibson is also our partner, and so half the proceeds will go to the state fairground fund. Um, all the people over at the fairground and at the ag uh, community have all stood behind this, and they're all in. And so that's how you do it with community. It, it Me alone, I never could have done this by myself. But this is an example that as a community, we can do anything. We can do anything, especially whenever it strikes a chord with giving back in a way that this one is set up to do. Then it's easy to sort of get behind. So, Shay, you're a local farmer, but you're also helping with the organization of it all. How did you first hear about this idea for the Memorial Rodeo? Uh, Alyssa called me up. Um, Keith was one of my best friends. He's, you know, we've been friends for years and years uh great guy loved him to death and uh Alyssa called me up and said hey uh can you help out with this i didn't realize i don't think what i was signing on for when i said yes uh she kind of said okay you're the sponsorship director run with it i'm like okay here we go here we go so uh it's been raising money for that and um it's just a great great thing that we're raising money for um to talk a little bit about the farming issue of it um the way you get in farming now is either to be born into it or marry into it you know it costs so much money to get started now if you don't have a million dollars or can get credit for at least a million dollars you really can't get started and uh, this is an opportunity through the foundation and the school that's going to be started from it to to help young folks that want to be involved in farming but don't have the financial means to get there to get a start. They can uh, they'll be able to learn um, through the Killer Brews Farm in Chula, Mississippi. They'll be able to uh, be under the tutorship of of Keith's twin brother Heath, who is an amazing individual. He uh, he can handle more things at once than anybody I've ever seen. Um, you know, he will be helping. There'll be several others involved in it that will, will basically walk them through this intern program. And, um, uh, when it is done, they'll be ready to go to a bank or, and be able to get a loan because they have experience. They have the land. They have hopefully a little nest egg by then that they can, they can get started and not have to worry about, you know, being able to, to get the funds to do it. So, Shay, you're a local farmer. Where do you farm? Uh, I farm in Hines County, northern Hines County, uh, just outside of Clinton. Part of my place is in the Clinton city limits, and part of it's just north of there. And uh, we raise cattle and a few pigs and chickens. And so were you <laughs> born into it, or do you marry into it? I was born into it. Um, <laughs> matter of fact, some of us, my place has been in my family since 1824. Wow. Uh, my kids are the seventh generation on our farm. Did you have an option to be a farmer? Oh, yes, yes. And I, and I'm not a full-time farmer. I have a, a day job as well. And um, this is one of the things that I kind of do on the side and look to forward to retirement where I can go into doing this full-time. Um, do you feel like there would be more young folks that would be interested in farming? Because I know uh, working on behalf of dairy farmers for so long, that was one of the hardest things was to find some. They may have been born into it, but it's hard work and sort of sticking with it is, is sort of hard. The financial burden, Do you, if you can remove that, do you feel like there are more willing young folks that have the energy and the insight and the inspiration oh, to come into, the, into ag? Most definitely. Because you look in the ag sector, there's a lot of, of 
of young people that get out of college and they go to working for a, an ag chemical supplier or, or a tractor dealership or different things like that, that they would love to farm, but they don't have the means to do it and the access. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not against the work. They just don't have the ability to jump in there. And that's what we're really hoping to take those few special people that just really – really want to farm and make it happen because it's not for everybody it's hard work right um and it's a gamble yes well that's the thing you're risking everything you have every year and uh you know there's ways to mitigate some of that risk but you're still risking a lot every year for not a great return you've got to love it it's not something you know you can make a good living at it don't get me wrong but you're not you got a lot on the line. You too. got a lot on the line. It's a sobering statistic to hear. You need a, a basically like a, what a million dollar line of credit or whatever it may be to be able to start a farm. Mm-hmm. And when thinking about our precious dairy farm families, you need more than that to yeah. start one from complete scratch, um, well, for sure. And the other thing we've got to look at as a nation is the average age of a farmer is over sixty years old now. Somebody's got to produce the food and fiber that we have just taken for granted in this country that. There's going to be food at the grocery store. Um, there's going to be clothes at the store when we go to buy them. You know, we've got to realize that hey, if we don't do something, those people are going to age out. And you know, I think they'll still be farmers, but it may be corporate farmers. It may be more Walmart running dairies. I know they're doing that now. It may be that kind of thing. And do we really want the corporations handling our food supply from start to finish? No, we want our. We still want our local farm families definitely yeah. with their hands involved if they want to be right. Like I mean, you, well, at least to have that option. And you this know, is a way yeah. to do that, Rebecca, with this school. You know, this is this is the true meaning of sustainability is teaching our younger generation how to farm. I believe, just like Shay said, that there's so many young people that want to go into this field, but they just don't have the money or the know-how. And so with this school, we plan to take children through an 18-month internship where they What's the will age when you say children? Age Probably 18, 18 Still to child. an adult. You know, any, <laughs> any, um, it doesn't matter whatever age they are. If they want to learn how to farm, we want to accept them in this school. And it's going to be right on the land where my beautiful husband and his brother started mm-hmm. in Horseshoe, Mississippi. You know, my, my husband used to say, you know, my superpower is that I have a twin. You know, it's like we can divide and conquer. And so when he passed away, I looked at my brother-in-law and I said, if we don't create new memories and create something new out of this it's going to kill me and so we came together on this plan helping uh, young people learn how to farm in mississippi and then turn around and hopefully they sow those seeds right Mm. back here in mississippi which is agriculture if you don't know is like our number one industry here in our state and there is no better person to lead this than heath um, because he and keith started from nothing you know, he has the experience. Now, they were born into a farming family, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like they were handed a thousand acres and a ready-made operation and said, go go run it. They had to start with nothing. They Just start. like you did with the rodeo, and we'll get into that and more coming up next. <laughs> it's the ride in the nooks, the gold in the buckle, he'll win the next go-round. It's boots and shabs, it's cowboy hats, it's spurs and let it go. It's the rains and the joy and the pain, and they call the thing rodeo. It's the bronx and the blood, the steers and the mud, and they call the thing rodeo. Wow, wow. 
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. You can watch good things. We are on computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices, even YouTube. You can also catch good things on C Spire TV. If you've got that, we're on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And don't forget, to you can catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. But to catch the inaugural Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo, which is presented by Killebrew Ag Foundation, you're going to have to come out to the Mississippi Coliseum. And that's going to be July 28th through the 29th. And Rhino, is that our Chapel Heart ladies bringing us in? I thought I recognized those wonderful voices. They will be headlining on Friday. Friday. <laughs> I'm going to get you line up. Friday, the, July 28th. J- Friday, July 28th. And they have graciously, that's Alyssa Killebrew, and we have Shay Whitfield, a local farmer, who's also um, helping to put this on or organize it all, a pair of tickets. So, the, so you guys are going to have us a question, so we have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets. The 13th person who texts in the right answer will win a pair, and we'll make sure you get connected with with Shay to make sure that you get your tickets. So what is the what's the question, Alyssa? I would like to know what is the largest crop farmed in Mississippi? All right, the largest crop farmed in Mississippi. If you know that answer, the correct, the thirteenth correct answer, will win a pair of tickets for the coming up weekend, and we'll make sure that we get you connected with with that. Would Keith have liked um, having all the trivia and sort of? Sounds like he was just a fun guy that would have enjoyed Such a this. Fun guy, he would love this. I would love knowing I had a rodeo memorialized after he me. He was incredibly humble, though. So you know, having his name on billboards and things, he may have have. You would have never gotten him in this seat. I can guarantee you that. He, uh, he what about on the back of a bull playing poker? There's a good chance of that. Yes, yes. <laughs> all the way. So if you think we, the, you know, the beloved Dixie National, which is the largest rodeo, I think this side of the Mississippi, if I remember the commissioner's tagline um, correctly, it's it, this is still different. Yes, there's going to be aspects of the rodeo, but the Killebrew Memorial Rodeo is has a little different flavor. So when you're trying to explain, like the fact that if you come to this, you'll see similarities, but they'll also be differences. Shay, what are those biggest differences? Well, one thing we have here that most places don't have, we have bull poker. What is that? Bull poker is you have four people sitting at a card table, and in the middle of arena, they turn a Mexican fighting bull loose. Holy cow. The is last, this legal? Yes. Um, I will not be in this event. <laughs> they're alcohol involved. <laughs> no, these people are doing, they're just crazy. But, uh, but I love to watch it. The last person sitting wins a cash prize. Whether you know the bull knocks the other three out of there or they run to get away, the last person sitting in their chair at that table wins. Are there the, um, I guess the bull, they don't like to be called clowns. Bullfighters. Fighters. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's Liesl. Sorry, Dixie mm-hmm. Nationals. But the bullfighters, are they helping to encourage the situation and keep safe the situation? Or is it just well, you let the bull free? And- they are both. If the bull is not interested in the people sitting at the table, they will direct him towards the table. And then if the bull gets on one of them, they get the bull off of him. These guys 
the bullfighters are athletes. I mean, you think the greatest athletes we know all rolled up in one, that's what these bullfighters are. Are they actually playing poker, too? Is there a hand belt <laughs> No, everything? I don't think they're actually dealt So this is like chicken on steroids. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And then we transition to there into the bullfights. The bullfights think what you see in Mexico or Spain, but the bull doesn't die at the end of it. Thank God. So, but the player may. Yeah, but the bull gets better every time. The bull has a chance to learn how to come back and get better at his craft the next time, the next night when he fights again. So it's it's a totally different deal than the Mexican bull fights, but I think it's better because the bull is more experienced. So what you're telling me is this is completely new entertainment for the Mississippi Coliseum. Yes. yes. Never been done before. And it's an actual rodeo because I think I heard the commissioner saying there's like 150,000 on, you know, for the winners, like the men and women. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's a legit... That and it is also an international rodeo. We were talking today. We have uh, cowboys and cowgirls coming from from Canada, Brazil, Australia. Um, think maybe even Cuba. Cuba. Um, so I mean, we've got them coming from all over the world to Jackson, Mississippi, for an international rodeo. Um, one other thing we will have that will be more spectator involved. We have the pen of adrenaline. At this rodeo. I don't know that that's ever been done in Jackson before. During the bull riding, we will put a pen up in the middle of the arena, and people can buy tickets to get in that pen oh. to watch it up close Mm-mm. and personal. I will be there. It's like a shark. It's like being in a shark cage. Exactly. Why would it's, you do that? It's just like a shark but cage. But is it a shark cage? Because I trust that shark cage more than some <laughs> pen that you're putting up in the middle of the Well, arena. you know, do you have enough faith that that no. little, little panel is going to stop 2,000 pounds <laughs> no, of, of mad bull coming not. at you? <laughs> but I, that would be a heck of a place to be is in the stands watching that uh, who who willingly walk down there and sort of mm. do it. But it's going to be a great time. I mean, this is going to be a huge rodeo that I am really excited about. Um, we've got... Some some of the best rodeo crew, the promoters of it that, that are putting on the rodeo, they are a tremendous, tremendous group of people, um, and I, I just can't wait. I, I hope everybody comes out and sees I, it. I think this is something that people are going to really just take to something new and different, but yet similar enough that you kind of know what you're walking into, but then you absolutely you don't. But So with, the, with your ticket on Friday or Saturday night, does that also get you in with the concert? Because I feel like with the Dixie yes. National, it does. So yes. just making sure that people know if they get the ticket yes. for that, they'll also get the concerts. So what's the time frame from it? What time does, like, I guess the gates opens or doors gates open? Gates open at 6, and then the rodeo starts at 7, concert starts at 9. And then, um, yeah, you have either a Friday or Saturday night completely booked and, and ready to go. What event are you looking forward to, Miss Alyssa? I, all of them. I love excitement. So I went with Keith to the Angola Rodeo. And when Mac approached me about this rodeo, I said, well, I just want to outdo the Angola Rodeo. He said, I think we can do it. So uh, this is all the same aspects of Angola, but it's going to be bigger. We have a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Robert from Jackson won uh, the tickets. So, Robert from Jackson, you need to text in your um, email address, the ceasefire text line, and I will uh, get that to Shay, and he will email you and let you know how that goes down. But what was what's the correct answer? 
Soybeans. 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 Well, actually, it may be forestry, but we're not really counting that. We're talking about. <laughs> well, you may you may have to give another pair of tickets to someone who said who said forestry if they were number thirteen there on that way. But regardless, it's a big. They're both um, really big industries here in Mississippi, and we hope this is going to be a really big ongoing, not just inaugural rodeo, but ongoing and a going and going. And you also have a hat that you wanted to to give away as well. So if someone wants to win a, a Killebrew Ag foundation hat give me another trivia that keith would have liked what is the average age of a farmer in the united states you already said that earlier so exactly so, so they we'll see if they attention. see if they were paying attention but we'll keep it short this time to keith's favorite number which you shared with us Alyssa, which is number uh number two so be the second person with that one and we like people who come in with swag to give away so we totally appreciate that but again this all goes back so if you make the effort to come out and support this you're also supporting the future of ag in mississippi i know Alyssa, that's the that's the heart heartbeat of all this the event's fun but then that's also the heartbeat when will y'all have your first uh, cohort of farmers coming through we're planning uh, within the next two years to have the school up and running um that that's our projection we got Bubba from Meridian. Two came in with 60. That's close enough. Good so we'll job. give you Bubba from Meridian. You got the hat. So give us somewhere to mail it. We'll get it in the in the mail for you um, for that. So I appreciate you guys all tuning uh, tune, not tuning in, but also chiming in. That makes it a whole lot of um, fun. I think this is wonderful. Alyssa, I can't imagine um, you're not the only person who's ever lost a loved one too soon. How do you find the strength to carry on not only, obviously, their memory, but really in a really big way because this has to be equally hard at the same time for you and your family my my christian faith is what keeps me going honestly and i have such a beautiful community of of supporters and family uh family and and god really which I think wraps into rodeo and farm life and all the things, Shay. If there is somebody who's like, man, I've really thought about farming, or maybe I've got a kid who's really interested in it, but everything you mentioned, Shay, are roadblocks that would keep them from doing it. Obviously, the foundation's one way to sort of look, but that'll be for a limited number. Are there better resources? What would you say for those? Um, one of our sponsors for this is the Mississippi Farm Bureau, which right beside us over here. Uh, get in touch with somebody there. Um, they have lots of resources to be able to to help somebody get involved and to put you together with people like us that are doing these kind of programs and i don't know of any exactly like this one anywhere but Mm -hmm. but there are some internships at different things that that uh could be available so uh, you know start there and and how important is it to read our labels and support local farmers very Thank you so much for saying that because it is, you know, we're dealing with the fake meat stuff now and all. And, and you know, my, my one promotion will be find your local farmer, buy a side of beef from them. Absolutely. Uh, Even if everybody listening just did that once all year. That would year, make a huge, huge impact. That would make a huge impact. As well as coming and enjoying the Keith Killebrew Memorial Rodeo. That's July 28th and 29th. You can get your tickets online, but you also get them at the box office there at Jackson. And I can't wait to have you all back for the second annual. <laughs> All right, you guys stick with us. We got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She looks 
healthy and sane. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Good things. Don't forget, we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And Thursday, you're going to find us with the 11th uh, annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. That's happening up in two days. Not today, not tomorrow, but it's coming up on Thursday. I was like, wait, is today Tuesday? Yes, this is a full week. All day long. All day long. This is a full week this week. Right here on Supertalk Mississippi. And then every year, you know, we talk talk about how children across Mississippi need a loving home. And many times these kids are just caught in some unimaginable circumstances. And that's why each year we ask for your help. And you've always been so generous. If you've never heard of Palmer Home or the Radiothon, then you're going to get a chance to learn how Palmer Home for Children serves vulnerable kids, that it's a faith-based organization. It doesn't take any government money. And so with just a few hours, you're going to want to help after you're hearing all the great things that they do. So listen in and join us for the 11th annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. It's happening on Thursday right here on Super Talk Mississippi. And Rhino, it's it's coming down to the wire on what you're going to put up for your head and your hair and sort of all the things. Are you ready to share that? You holding that close to the chest? Where, where are we at with that? Oh, I've got it figured out, but I'm not going to say until the oh, day of. Because, exactly. Feeling confident sort of in it? Oh yeah, I mean, I I would be shocked if we don't hit the first hurdle to get the haircut within probably the first hour, maybe hour and a half of middays, and then to shave I, again. I would be shocked if we don't hit it by the end of good things. Well, good deal. You are setting the bar high for us, which is what we love to do. And Mississippi always comes out and surprises us and is so generous with not only their time and attention and prayers, but also by giving. So that is what that day is all about. And we'll be focused on it from six o'clock in the morning to six o'clock that afternoon. And we're always walking away with our minds blown. I did have a bit of a moment this morning getting ready to come into work. And I was like, well, I got an extra 15 minutes because Porch Cat got me up 15 minutes early today. And I was thinking, all right, this 15 minutes I can use to gather a couple things I'm going to take with me. Like I probably need to get the, the barbershop bib ready. Wait, where did I put that? I'm so proud of you for already starting to pack. Well, kind of. It's more like a pile of a few things. That's okay. Step one. But the, the barbershop bib, I remember last year packing it in a three-inch tall box and putting it in the closet. And that's where I got it out to take to Palmer Home last year because last year Palmer Home happened very shortly after a move for me. Mm-hmm. So that was my mental picture of where it was in the apartment. So I go open the closet door. There's no three-inch tall box in the top of the closet. And I'm going, huh. I was pretty tired when I got home after Palmer Home last year. Where in the world would I have put this thing? And my apartment's not that big. 
So it took me a good 15 minutes of just retracing my steps from a year ago to go, oh, yeah, it's in the milk crate in the bottom of the closet. Um, but you found it. Oh, yeah. I was like, I've got time. I, we will we will get you a barber bib if needed. And really the other piece to this over the last several years has been your barber has been Scary Gary, who's always ready and willing to take you from woolly mammoth to baby face in a matter well, he of takes minutes. care of the haircut. I, I handle you the always, shaving. You always handle the shaving, yeah. So you don't need another man shaving. Although, I mean, if we... I'm not going to do it this year, but maybe next year if we set a third goal to have Scary Gary give me like a barbershop shave. What's oh with like the? Let's not do that. We, could, <laughs> you know, <laughs> as yeah, it, all the all the mommy spotty senses and you know what I love you, Gary, but let's let's keep the sharp sharp objects uh, sort of away. But um, but that would be I guess you've never had just a full on. Like babe, like complete, or you go home and finish it. Oh yeah, I go you? home and and <laughs> that one razor has held on for years because it only gets used once oh, a year. That's funny. And uh, yeah, I pull. I usually have to go buy more shaving cream because you push the top of the can and it's like, nope, not coming out anymore. So I usually pick up a little thing of the travel size shaving cream and then lather it up when I get home. Because when I get home from Palmer home, anybody that's ever gotten a haircut or shaved their head or anything like that in a non-barbershop setting, you do know that you're going to have little hairs that just get down the back of your shirt or on your neck. So usually when I when I get home, I hop in the shower and have that quick shower for the first time in forever. Does that, that has to feel Oh, yeah, it's really amazing. Awkward. And then get out after the hot shower and shave because that's what you're supposed to do. But... uh yeah, it's always interesting. My my one time a year using the razor. Wonder how long that razor can last before it starts to to rust on you. Well, I mean, it's still got the little plastic thing that that it came clicked into, so it's it's still that's good to go. Be, that's got to be a Guinness World Record, right? Like to I, use the same <laughs> razor. <laughs> well, I do know it has three blades. That's how long ago I bought it because now it's like four blades is the standard. So I'm, we're going to do some. We're going to get us a Guinness World Record before we're we're done here with good things at some point, and maybe that would, and that would be for a good cause for Palmer Home for Children um, as well. But that's coming up Thursday, and we're going to have a lot of time. Looking forward to hanging out with you then there. But you know, I always look for fun headlines, and it's always funny too whenever you see one that goes, "Oh, I might would fall into that." And so this one is about um, a screaming woman. So a police searching for a screaming woman found out it was just a loud parrot, which got me really tickled for a lot of different reasons. And I know I'm hating on the ladies and ourselves with that, like what a a screeching parrot could be, could have been thought to be a screaming woman. And then it makes me think, how many times have you heard something thinking it was something else? And then when you got there, you fell out laughing because you recognized that wasn't children crying in the night or whatever it was. Have you ever heard something and you were just dead set that like this is either someone's breaking in and it obviously wasn't or, you know, there's a ghost or goblins or something. And then you're delightfully relieved that it's not. Um, has that ever happened to you? I'm trying to remember. I think I was in fifth or sixth grade. So I was just getting bold and brave, but not not quite 10 foot tall and bulletproof like you are by the time you're 16 and older as a young man. But. 
I, I remember going outside. I think I was supposed to go get the dumpster or something from the road. And I heard down the street what I thought was a lady screaming. I'm sitting there going, that's not good. So I go back inside, tell Dad, hey, Dad, I think there's somebody calling for help down the street. He goes, are they calling for help or are they screaming? I said, well, they're screaming. He goes, that's a cat. Uh Are you sure? Come on. So flashlights away down the street into the neighbor's yard. And sure enough, there's a cat that it was scratching itself on a tree, making all kind of crazy noise that from a distance sounded like a lady screaming. Isn't there a um, bird or something like that that can sound, have that same kind of like, either it sounds like a cat, but it's not, it's a bird. But there's a bird that has some kind of screech or cry or birds don't bark, but whatever, (laughs) squeal, (laughs) chirp, but it's not a chirp. But if you have them in your yard or in the bushes, they can be obnoxious because they sound like other things. Um, but then you, you always... I mean, there's like, always the mockingbird, but it doesn't mimic the sound. It mimics the pattern. It's where... Like, I mean, it, you will find yourself saying, is that a cat? Is there a cat in the bushes? But it's just a particular type of bird that can kind of... I don't know if mimic's the right word, but just f- be mistaken for... I'm just reminded of the viral else. video of the police officer that's been called to a cemetery because there are disturbing noises coming from the cemetery. And you have the dash cam of the police officer pulling up in his cruiser and getting out with his big flashlight. And he's walking towards the cemetery with the flashlight out. And then you hear this blood-curdling, Aah! and he, nope, tenses up, comes running back to the cruiser, and then come to find out the rest of the story is it was a mountain lion screeching that makes a very blood-curdling sound that was in the distance, in the dark, that he couldn't see with his flashlight, but... He had heard enough. He wasn't going to fight whatever that was in that cemetery. Absolutely not. Jeff and Pontotoc says, as a teenager, my friend heard a woman screaming every night at 1 a.m. Every night, just 1 a.m. That's when she, <laughs> you know what, never mind. We went to investigate and found a peacock in a neighbor's yard, and the mystery was solved. Mike from Grand Bay, as well as Ray in Long Beach, said a screech owl. And so maybe that is what I was uh, thinking of that sounds like another animal. And but, CJ and the Delta also chimed in with peacocks are strange sounding. Well, and this person who had the parrot that sounded like a screaming woman, he um, he had 22 pet parrots. Could you imagine if they all <laughs> if they all got going at once? Oh, my gosh. I think 22 is excessive. Sorry, mister. I think 22 parrots is a little obsessive. But stick with us. We got more for you up next. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Yeah, I was always a crazy one. Broke into the stadium and I wrote your number 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget you can watch us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV and Sports Talk Mississippi, which is coming up next. They are going to be live in Nashville for the 2023 SEC Media Day starting on Monday. So you'll get to hear from the coaches, the newsmakers, and the newsbreakers as we count down the start to the college football season. I know many of you are getting super excited about that. Sports Talk Mississippi's coverage of the 2023 SEC Media Days is presented by Gentil Apparel. Visit GentilApparel.com to check out their full line of sportswear, including the collegiate collection for Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And then still, we got legendary rock group Guns N' Roses is, Guns N Roses is headed to the coast coming up in September. They're going to be at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum. We would love to give you the VIP treatment if you want to win a pair of tickets, get a night's, night's stay at the luxurious Beau Rivage, and a limo ride to the concert um you can do that go to supertalk.fm slash gnr for guns and roses find a registration box near you you must be 21 to enter so little sidebar there we've added something to it and probably uh, should be a good thing if you're going to be staying at a casino so there you go but more than likely if you are really into guns and roses I'm going to guess you're over uh, 21, but just in case. So go to the registration box near you at supertalk.fm slash GNR. Another uh, fun national day, 7-Eleven. Do you remember that? Do you remember the 7-Elevens? Have you ever been to one? Well, I mean, it is 7-Eleven. It is 7-Eleven. But for 7-Elevens, the store. I mean, yeah, I know of them. I've been to them, but we don't have any in Mississippi. This is the, well, I guess if you're traveling, and yeah, got, I mean, they got a got ton the, of them in Florida. And you got the, the slushy, I think it's the slushy wall or whatever it may be. Well, this is the one day that Big makes gulp. that makes sense. 7-Eleven Day should be on 7-Eleven. Are they still open seven days a week for 11 hours? <laughs> because if not, again, it just doesn't make sense. I need you to be open seven days a week for 11 hours. Well, 11 hours is less than half a day. Well, I know, but still, I need you to stick. Usually 7-Elevens are known for being open 24 hours a day. I know, like, but I need you to stick the to the plan. I need you to stick to the plan or it needs to be 724. If not, you've, you've ruined it. Like, you've, then what is, what is the purpose behind 7-Eleven? Were you just founded on that day as the person who decided to be 7-Eleven? Said, you know I what? honestly never went down the rabbit hole of the history of 7-Eleven because <laughs> we didn't have them. Uh, well, I think they're known for the Slurpee. Which debuted back in 1966. While the machine already existed, 7-Eleven modified the machine and made it something else that uh, everyone has used. What was used to make the Icy as well. But the Slurpee and the Icy, those are two things you can get in convenience stores. It's not just 7-Eleven. If you have have your choice between a Slurpee and an Icy, what are you going with? Icy. Because they offer the Coca-Cola flavor. Absolutely. I agree. But did you always go with the Coca-Cola flavor? Oh, yeah. Are you – is it a real icy if you get it and you don't have the straw with the spoon on the bottom? It can still be an icy, but it is disappointing. It's very and disappointing. Usually you get the pocket knife out and make your own little fashion on the end of the straw. Mark from Gulfport says they're open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. That's over – okay. Okay. I can work with that. So that's <laughs> that's still – it's over – 11 hours, but it makes sense. So it's the hours of operation. I was going to, I was going to be a Karen and, and email the, email the manager. Hey, look, I don't know what y'all are doing all these decades, but I'm going to need an explanation for your seven and your 11. It does feel weird when people have 
numbers or names or whatever that don't make sense to the product. It's just a little OCD, type A, need it to make sense for me. You know, things that I lose sleep over that nobody else would apparently care about. My girlfriend's sister's birthday is today. Three Southern Miss baseball players have birthdays today. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, girlfriend's sister, and happy birthday, Southern Miss. <laughs> Jeff, I'm going to need some names to be able to appropriately send the birthday wishes. But um, Jeff, Unless her name is girlfriend's sister, which that's unique. <laughs> More power to her. They were originally open from 7 a.m. to till, so now are they 24-hour. Did oh they? yeah, I mean that that was the running joke. Was it wasn't George Carlin who was it was Dennis Leary that told the joke about seven eleven doesn't have a lock on the front door. He had a couple jokes about seven eleven now that I think about it. Do they really not? They don't have a lock on the front door? Some of them didn't because they were open twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, so why do you need a lock? Someone has a family emergency and needs to leave? I really feel like I should be over this operation. I don't feel like they're living up <laughs> to <laughs> they're not living up to my standards at all. <laughs> This doesn't make sense. It's common sense, people. You door, you need luck. Period. All right, stick with us. We got more for you up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi. They'll be with you from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. See, I can see good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you tonight. Yeah, good things for you A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.